0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Forever Delayed episode 28 of Beyond the ANC. The podcast that is a big fan of songs and enjoys the ones by MGMT, David Ford, and, previously, The Smiths. Yeah, that's right, Tom. This week, we've moved from our regular surroundings of the squat, where I live, to the rather more palatial surroundings of the penthouse, where Andrew lives. It feels great to be back at home, fewer owls and crack addicts here. But uh, yeah, if the sound is a bit dodgy, blame him. I think my gold-plated wardrobe is playing havoc with the mics. Coming up on today's show, uh, round up of the news, including some tidbits on what the band are getting up to in those gaps in their schedule. We'll be looking back on the European tour and delivering an end-of-term report. And we'll be looking ahead to this weekend's much-anticipated return to the Union Chapel in London. Awesome stuff. So, uh, what did you get up to while I was away, Chris? I mean, I was away what... Almost two whole weeks. I'm sure you prepared something pretty special in that time. Well, um. I think you've got something, yeah? I do have this, actually. On the 18th of October, the Beyond the INC podcast broadcast an exchange between Christopher Flynn and Andrew Drinkwater on the Beyond the INC podcast. This concerned musician Tim Rice Oxley and his granddaughter Richard Hughes. Some of this exchange was left on the voicemail of Mr. Rice Oxley. The conversation was grossly offensive and an unacceptable intrusion into the private lives of both mister Rice Price-Oxley and Ms. Hughes. It was a serious breach of editorial standards and should never have been recorded or broadcast. The Beyond the INC podcast would like to apologise unreservedly to Mr. and missus Rice Price-Oxley, Ms. Hughes and their family and to our audiences as downloaders. That's... great. The so, while I was getting heroically sunburnt out in the middle of the pacific, Keane were out on the road and the rails of Europe, taking perfect symmetry on its first proper tour. Yep, the band played a number of headline sets, including Barcelona's Razzmatazz and an Amsterdam hotel. A full report on the tour is coming up. But in addition to that, Billboard reported recently that they also found time to return to the UK to join almost the entire music business at the Music Institute Trust Award Ceremony in London. And that was honouring former chairman of their record company, Lucien Grange. The band now look to have quite an empty schedule in the run-up to Christmas, but there's more than you might think. First of all, there's a gig in Paris which was shunted out to next week in order to accommodate this little noise session show. That's good news for those of you who love Cheese and Surrender. There's also a one-off show for BBC Radio 2 coming up on November the 26th at Greenwich's Indigo 2. It's sort of a, a little minor cupboard space between the main arena and all those Americanised opportunities for retail. Sounds brilliant, doesn't it? And they'll be playing alongside some of the monsters of soft rock, including James Morrison, Too Fay to Argue, and The Feeling. Unmissable. Now, the only way to pick tickets up for that is via some sort of competition. We don't really know, but I'm sure if you contact the BBC then they'll be able to help you. I'd advise you to tell them you're from the Daily Mail and then they'll just bend over and do whatever you tell them to. Anyway, next, Keane will be appearing on a special album chart show dedicated to them to be screened on Channel 4 on the last weekend of November. There'll be some more information in the next podcast. Sounds good. Finally, after our discussion about the next single on the last podcast, it seems that everyone involved just decided to bow down to my wisdom, big head. Yes, Perfect Symmetry will be the next single from the album and in order to capitalise on radio play leading right into the festive period it'll be out on December the 29th It's also a great chance for the band to pick up a decent chart position as it's traditionally one of the slowest weeks of the year for single sales Sadly, the radio edit of the song is not fantastic but maybe some discerning DJs will rebel and play the full-length one And that was our quick roundup of the news Beyond the Given that we've not been to see any of these enormous European dates, you might think that we're a bit out of the loop, but not a bit of it. We've had our unique network of reporters and spies out there giving us all the news, plus we've received recordings and videos from a number of the shows for us to pore over. Are you using "pore" as a euphemism there? No Chris, no I'm not. Oh, always good to check. So what do have we made of the shows Chris? Well, it's been a largely positive response, really. I think people have just welcomed seeing King back on the road and with new material to boot. It's been a long time for for some people. I think we've we sometimes take it for granted that we, we get a little bit spoiled living in London. That definitely, w- we have, definitely, you know, perhaps a dozen shows a year. Maybe mm. That's an exaggeration, but certainly, certainly, a good, a good half dozen. Yeah, and um, Brits on the whole have uh, generally more tours than Europe, so it's it's always good for the band to get out there and serve those. Those hardcore fans, yeah, a uh, really rapturous response. Um, but I think what what people really want from us on the podcast is a bit of maybe a bit of constructive criticism then, of how how we'd analyse what what's, uh, what's gone before. Okay, um, well, I mean, we looked at the Cologne set list, didn't we? And yeah. out of the nineteen songs, I believe there were six from Hopes and Fears, six from Under the Anc, and only seven from Perfect Symmetry. So that's pretty much an equal split there. It's like they're playing a a greatest hits. Um, set rather than promoting the new record, yeah. which is odd. I, I think that's really weird for a, for a band that really needs to get out there and sell, you know, sell these songs to people and really, you know, get out there and play it to them. It's almost as though they they want to remind them that they're the old Keen. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, like we were just saying just now, that we have seen all these old songs before, whereas you know many of the European fans may not have seen Everybody's Changing Life, for example. Perhaps, perhaps I think that. I think though at this stage when you're going out there and and putting the album out there at the start of the tour you want to play as much of the new record as possible and then later you get towards this sort of you know this sort of end of the tour when everyone's used to the songs then you pick the you pick your 20 strongest Hmm. Um, but speaking of the the number of songs that they're that they're playing um, on the last podcast we featured a, a little interview with Tim Exclusive interview, no less uh, A very good one too, uh, from uh, Marika, one of our Dutch correspondents Yeah, thanks very much Marika um, And she she was saying about the the, the length of the, the set The fact that there were the fewer new songs than she would have expected And Tim was saying that he thinks that an hour and a half is really the optimum length of a set and I think, well, I, I'm assuming that you're going to be with me on this. That I think that's bollocks. Time just flies by at keen gigs. I mean, I saw a bit of a video from one of the German ones, and uh, uh, there just wasn't enough new stuff for me. I think when you when you get onto the the third record, could you imagine if people went to see uh, see 2 I know they've got a lot more material than that, but could you imagine them going to see you know a number of the world's biggest bands? And if they only played for an hour and a half, they would mm. you know. There'd be riots, but mm-hmm. Keane now have enough material to easily play for for two hours, um, to easily put together a set of twenty two songs. Yeah, and it needn't be the same twenty two songs. I mean, when you see Radiohead, for example, the set list is different pretty much every night. Yeah, and, exactly, and, and almost completely different. And the thing is, the arg- the argument about um, the argument about albums doesn't wash because Radiohead have been doing that since well, since since ninety seven. Um, something different every night and mm. you know i think it's just something that i've always been on about but now we're getting to the stage where there's no there's no real excuse as to why why it should be that way um obviously new songs are being learned all the time but i i think there should be 22 songs and yeah. to we try and, and mix it up a bit as they go yeah and that can include sort of different old songs as well it's always the same four singles and yeah that wheel down and I think what I re- what I would really like the band to do is to just be brave enough to drop one of the one of the big four, one of the singles from Hopes and Fears. You look at a band. Uh, look, I always come back to Coldplay, but you look at the way that they treated some of their their back catalogue. Um, after they toured the first record, they, they got rid of Shiver very very quickly, and that you know that was their first single, that was their their big break, and they tossed it away, and they very very rarely play it. And it's a lot of people's favourite Coldplay songs. Yeah, I mean, there's loads of people who always say to me, you know, why don't they why don't they play it? And I think that what Coldplay have said is that when they do play it, it's it's almost like a it's special. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're going to see, you know, Keen knocking out... I, I, personally, I wouldn't mind seeing, say, um, This Is The Last Time, maybe, maybe ration that out a bit. Yeah, it would be nice to really sort of want to hear it and desire it, wouldn't it? You know, I can't say that I've ever been at a show and have my fingers crossed saying I really hope they play this because at the back of your mind you know that they're going to it's like people who shout out for bed shaped you don't need to shout out for bed shaped and the thing is that the people then you're restricted to really hoping that they play B-sides old B-sides and that that sort of thing doesn't happen these days it would be nice if there was perhaps a B-side thrown in in the set normally maybe on, on, on the rotation mm-hmm. in place of one of the singles and then you know when the single comes it is it is special that's something they did a little more at the first with the first album where they didn't have as many songs at their disposal I remember they did um, obviously did Snowdon, and uh, Alamond yeah they've they've thrown quite a few in there in the early days but lately we've only really seen Fly to Me I think yeah so I think if I were to drop a song or find a new place for it I'd say A Bad Dream this is something that really stuck it stood out at the forum Okay. Um, even even now, uh, the video from Cologne that we've seen, it didn't seem to have. A, it didn't seem to be in the right place. No, I, I remember you saying in that episode that um, it just sort of broke up the flow of the gig for you. It's dreary, and it's not a dreary song. It's a good song, but in the context of these sets, it's very very hard to find a place for it. Um, I think probably the best thing to do would be to perhaps move it to the first song in the encore to keep it in the mm. set. But then where do you put Atlantic? It's it's really difficult. Yeah, well, lately they've been playing Atlantic a lot earlier in the set as well. So, I mean, th- this is the thing. When you have a short set, it's, it's difficult to move between lots of different moods. Um, Which is quickly. why you need the longer set. You need yeah. the two hours. Um, so, I think, let's move, move on from the actual th- the music. If we talk a little bit about the, the attitude on the stage... Um, stage manner it's, it's much improved Yeah it looks like They're having a riot I mean obviously The three of them Are sort of a bit Grounded by You know Sitting down Or, or microphone stands Or whatever But Jesse's been You know Bouncing around And, and pulling shapes And things uh so yeah it it seems like a very youthful vibe on on the um, on the stage it's interesting actually when you look back at the band and some of their early promo shots, you see Tim you know wrapped up in a scarf and looking like he 's got the weight of the world on his shoulders a mother's favourite, you know yeah and and now what four years on and and three albums later and and all of a sudden you know they've become more more youthful and more exuberant it, and more careless and and what I, what I've written here is that i I, I think it's as though. They're now starting to uh, try to appeal to themselves as kids, you know, as youngsters, rather than appealing to what they thought their, their market was, that they'd rather sell records that they themselves would have consumed, if you see what I mean. Not saying that they wrote music that they didn't themselves enjoy, mm. but it's as though they've been freed up a little bit more, as, you know... It would be interesting to see what um, Tim in 2002 would have thought if he'd managed to hear Perfect Symmetry, wouldn't it? yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. Um something that's something that sort of rattled me a little bit is I find Tom's Tom's stage manner, which used to be quite good, but he's he's throwing in the same sort of gestures that he used to use for very intimate songs. Um and the the really sort of claustrophobic songs from under the INC, which did need to be sung, you know, to to the front row. But now he's taking say a song like Perfect Symmetry, huge belting uh, chorus. yeah, and we were saying that you know it's it's a stadium anthem sort of song, and here he is, talk, you know, singing to one person, yeah, crouching down at the front of the stage. Um, you know, there's plenty of other songs in the set for him to get down into the the front row and sing into their faces. And you know, if he if he wants to belt, is it any wonder into the you know the face of you know some girl at the front, well actually woman at the front more usually, um, then then by all means go for it, but. I think Perfect Symmetry is the kind of anthem where you need to stand in the front of the stage, spread your arms, and belt it right to the person at the back. You it's know? a song for the masses. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think he's perhaps still got a little bit to work on uh, as far as the, the actual body language of the new songs is concerned. So there you go, Keane. If you need any choreography, you know who to, talk to. <laughs> yeah, come to. Yeah, come straight to me with my years of experience Um, but I think you know I think this is all you know fairly constructive stuff it's been it's been a very good tour and it's been really well received but once again there's just a few things that if they were changed it would it would just take it just to the next level I think yeah absolutely can we also have a moment of appreciation for the excellent live blog I really enjoyed that actually from Madrid I thought that was fantastic really um, really good Um, I think just one last thing that I wanted to say which is that I think the real test of how natural this performance is, and how having a Jesse involved, and the, the idea that they, you know, they really could do anything with the performance, will be when they are comfortable enough to change the set depending on the mood of the crowd, to to drop a song if they think that the the crowd isn't going to take it well, to take a, a suggestion or request from the crowd. I've I've said this many times before, and with the laptop playing such a, a huge role, it wasn't possible. But I think now they're. If the band, you know, have a have a quick word with each other, if if Tom goes over to Tim and says, you know, how about we play this, and goes over to Richard and Jesse and says, you know, what, you know, how about how about this or that, the flexibility is there to play it. Yeah, it, it's nice to think that they've got those options now after three albums. You know, U two, Radiohead, Block Party, they've all done it in very recent shows. So, mm. so why not? Why not, indeed. So yeah, just to round that up, I think. Definitely a few areas to improve, but a really well received tour and compared to the under the INC tour started, really really undercooked that poor show at Yulu. And it was recorded as well for iTunes, wasn't it? It's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Um I think they're they're back on target and I think if they grow in the way that they did with that record, then the shows towards the end of uh, these tours are gonna be absolutely phenomenal. Get buying those tickets now. Finally then, a quick look ahead to the Little Noise session this weekend at London's Union Chapel. That will see the band at the top of a pretty bizarre bill which features Irish boy band The Script and Britain's answer to the Kings of Leon Red Light Company these little noise shows often have surprises, and last year's show featured an unannounced set from the feeling. What a lovely surprise that was. It's like receiving a beautifully-wrapped gift box only to discover the remains of a much-loved family pet inside. Now, we don't believe that there are any special guests lined up for Keen show this year. And I think that's that's due simply to the number of acts already scheduled to play, plus there's the early curfew at the church, which means that there's just simply not going to be enough time unless all the bands play, you know, three or four songs each. Um, it, It might happen, but... I think I'd rather have Keane playing a full set rather than a special guest and then five songs at the end, so... However, we understand that Keane have been working on a few special somethings. Yeah, the, uh, the live blog announced that they're working on a cover by a band from Yorkshire, and I think this is um, going to be on show at the Union Chapel. Um, ideally, this would be, you know, something by Pulp, a soft cell number maybe, that would really fit into their, their current sound. Um, but Chris has got a better idea. Well, I wouldn't say better, but I think it's probably likely to be something more like Kaiser Chiefs, maybe Ruby or something. Well, okay. Um, I also understand that the band have been rehearsing playing along uh, over the last week, and that could well make its debut at the weekend show. Be quite ironic, really, uh, a show with the noise curfew, but there you go. Yeah. Um, last year they performed with a string section, and given that they've only recently played with strings at the electric proms, I think they might make a reappearance. It's always possible. They've got all the music written down already, haven't they? Just <laughs> dig out the same old players. Yeah, maybe even the sax. And obviously, um, there could be a choir, but I think, given that there's going to be a lot of other musicians involved, lots of support bands, maybe they could, you know, club together on stage, come on as the choir for Perfect Symmetry. It'd be lovely way to end the evening, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. Maybe maybe a bit far-fetched, but, you know, you never know. Um, anyway, we we can't really be sure of any of this because I'm sure plans are going to change Um, from hour to hour depending on what's ready and what sounds good and what Mm -hmm. sound checks well Um, but I think well at least I'm fairly convinced that this is going to be a really strong contender for the band's best show of the year I think we're going to have to call it a day there as time is getting on and the last tube is a mere few minutes away we will be at the show on Saturday and we will be recording some choice bits and pieces so if you do see us, come over and get on the band's favourite podcast that they forgot to mention on the live blog yeah, uh, we'll be having a big roundup of emails next time and we promise we have been reading them and thank you for that missive Caleb um, we've got a new email address uh, for you to contact us on from now on yes, so direct your scribblings to mailbox at beyondtheinc.com keep checking our website too as it's been updated all the time with loads of random stuff there's some brilliant new pictures on there yeah, actually look, you've got, got to have a look at these, these pictures from uh, one of our Israeli friends really yeah. really cool beyondtheinc.com so until next time see ya